Hey there, and welcome back to the Virtual Cafe for another coffee combo about business finances. I'm your host, Kerry Zab, and I am joined by Kim White. We invite you to join us at our table with your favourite brew. Let's pull up our chairs and get into today's episode. Come on, let's go. It's coffee time. Good morning, Princess Kim. Good morning, Carrie. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you going? You got your coffee? I've got some strong coffee this morning. <laughs> Perfect. Love it, love it, love it. This morning we will be having a chat about finances, of course. Simple or overwhelming? Kim, I love it. Thank you so much. And I'm excited for this conversation because, well, it's kind of like the seesaw at the playground or the pendulum. It can swing either way, right? Yes, ma'am. All right. So which one do we want to tackle first, Kim? Do we do we want to talk simple or would you, do we want to talk overwhelming? Considering you're only just consuming some coffee, maybe we should start with the simple first. What do you think? <laughs> I always am going to choose simple, Carrie. Always. <laughs> well, and that's, that's well, you're coming hot out of the gate here, Princess. I've got to say, considering you're only just consuming that coffee, I I. I think we all want to opt for simple. Like, really, why would we want anything else, you know, if it can be overwhelming? However, I've been hanging out with you a little bit too long, Kim, and I'm starting to discover even within myself that I think sometimes we do accidentally, not intentionally, we don't do it on purpose, but I think sometimes we can make things overwhelming when they don't need to be. So, Kim, I know you've got a a little bit of a soapbox moment kind of tucked up your sleeve there. Do you want to talk about that super quick or is it too early? (laughs) Carrie, it's never too early to pull out that soapbox. I will say that. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) I, I think for me, and I'll just make a princess confession this morning, early this morning, by the way, that... I tend to, like, just as a human, choose overwhelming or I have gotten addicted to hard. I think those are some of the things that happen, and I see that happen around me, that we skip the simple, we skip the the things that are actually not overwhelming, and we make them overwhelming. So I'm just putting my little transparent self up on that soapbox of... I can do that to myself. And Kim, I'm with you and you've actually um, bared witness to this because I think we love to actually, you know, move towards the overwhelm. As an entrepreneur, there's something about it that runs in our veins. Maybe it's similar to the coffee and the caffeine, I'm not sure. But we just we just have this tendency to, to switch and, and look at the complicated and... I don't know, do you think it might be a little bit of um, that entrepreneurial blood that likes a good challenge, Kim? Is that is that what triggers this? You know, Carrie, I wonder sometimes if that's the case. It's kind of like our Monday rooms where we talk about setting fires in our business. It makes me wonder sometimes if we're not, you know, if we're not inflicting more on us than <laughs> than other other things are. Yeah, I wonder that too, Kim. And I I just, you know, I don't think 
again, it's not intentional. We don't necessarily want it. If someone gave us the choice here, pick, pick, you know, door number one, which is simple, and door number two, which is, you know, overwhelming and complicated, we'd all say, if we were faced with that question, we want door number one. We want the simple, 100%. But we gravitate to the overwhelming. We gravitate to the complicated, probably because, you know, we like to be challenged and we like to not, we don't like to be overwhelmed. We like to be challenged. And sometimes, again, without intention, we, we make it complicated. And I, I can't explain it, Kim. I, I really can't explain it. Kim, do you need another coffee? I do, Carrie. Okay, why don't we just take a quick break, rest our voices, grab that other cup, and we'll be right back. See you in a minute. Do you find your finances confusing or overwhelming? Well, guess what? You're not alone. I'm Kerry Zab, and I am your financial designer. It's time to take away those sleepless nights, all the stress and pressure we feel from those flippin' digits. Finances can be hard. This is why your seat at my virtual cafe is reserved in the BizBeans Club. Our gatherings are held on the third Monday of each month at 6pm Central Time and I'd love you to join us to ask questions, gain access to resources so that you can get in control of your business finances. This is where coffee meets money. Are you ready? What are you waiting for? It's time for you to be in the driver's seat of your finances. Good morning. <laughs> yes. Good evening. Good whatever. It's the, the stock standard answer. It needs to be. It's lovely to think that it's morning somewhere, everywhere, even though generally that's not my favourite time of day. It's shifting. It is shifting. <laughs> um, I know you were going to start with the simple and I didn't want to interrupt too much of your train of thought. If you wanted to keep going, I can definitely hold my questions because I have questions. <laughs> just, <laughs> just. And, and again, Linda, here we go. Okay, so here's the option that Kerry has. Door number one to continue on her simple path or do I want to possibly take a challenge from Linda behind door number two? You know what I'm picking. <laughs> You know, <laughs> come on down. <laughs> <laughs> come on down, exactly. Go for it. Uh, look, I think in both cases of simple and overwhelming, it's quite easy to assume that problems are self-inflicted or our fault, that we don't have enough willpower or that we don't have enough, 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 enough. And that is part of being in business and that's part of accepting responsibility. However, I think there's lots of social pressures and sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. And therefore, when it's overwhelming, some of those problems are not necessarily completely our fault. Can you expand or would you like to talk to that a little bit more? Absolutely. And I'll, I'll flip it back to finances just because, you know, I love my beans so much. I think you're spot on, Linda, because let, let's paint a picture. Let's put together a bit of an example here. So as an entrepreneur with my finances, I'm going to use case in point that if we had to choose between a spreadsheet versus a 
an accounting platform. Let's look at that for a moment. So I'll pretend I'm a brand new business owner, I'm just starting my business and I'm faced with this decision. I actually have to, and again, I'm going to reference back to door number one or door number two. Behind door number one is a spreadsheet. It's a template. Someone has built it. We may find one for free. We may have to pay a small amount for this template of a spreadsheet versus what's behind door number two, the accounting platform. And say we're in a, a, a social circle or our biz buddies or even just a, a family member or friend that's actually saying, oh, yeah, accounting platforms, that's what business owners use because there's a myth, a bit of a myth out there that we need an accounting platform. And I'm, I'm a believer in accounting platforms, by the way, so I'm not dismissing them, but I'm simply saying from a new business owner perspective, Everyone speaks of accounting platforms. Everyone speaks of the automation, the, the ease of use, how much data you can get from a, an accounting platform. So it's very tempting as a brand new entrepreneur or business owner to choose what's behind door number two, which is the accounting platform. What we've failed to put in the equation of choosing door number two, it looks great, it's brilliant, it's got graphs and charts and a pretty platform and, you know, all the exciting things. There fly some unicorns. And what we've failed to, to put into that equation is the learning that goes behind that platform. It looks great. It looks pretty. It's got all these lovely colours and, and it's so enticing and it comes with a fee, potentially a small fee. There are free platforms out there as well. Regardless, we need to learn that platform. So we've completely stripped away the reality of choosing door number one by going for what is the norm in society of business owners to go to an accounting platform. Whereas if we had a template of a spreadsheet that's just simple data entry of the numbers, we, so long as we know how to use a spreadsheet, and, and I think it's more common for us to already know how to use a spreadsheet or have a very small amount of education involved in learning how to use a spreadsheet. How's that for an example, Linda? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think it feeds back into you know, some of what I was saying as well because that's not the picture that we are fed <laughs> um, by lots of what we see online or lots of lots of information out there we are led to believe that we need the bells and whistles and everything else like that from the get-go in order to be successful either way and it's metrics it's measurable you know ways that they love to sell to us however i think it's it can be so easy to overwhelm ourselves with as you said, programs and platforms and inputs and outputs and everything else when a lot of that could just be done with a spreadsheet to start with as well. Because instead of going straight for the bells and whistles, sometimes we go straight for the bells and whistles and do nothing compared to sitting down with a spreadsheet and actually just getting some one, two, three, four, five on, onto a page. I love it. I love it, Linda. And and I've got another example, but Kim, you unmiked. What did you want to add? I just want to make another confession really quickly, Carrie. I think whenever you do have all the bells and whistles, and it depends on where you're at, like like where you're at in in doing the things, like doing your finances and what way you are used to doing them. 
But for me, I think the bells and whistles are actually a deterrent. They make it harder for me and they make it overwhelming for me because I need to stay, you know, airplane mode focused in order to make good decisions about it. And it's really, platforms really offer a lot of different of the bells and whistles. I don't know what else to call it. But I think a spreadsheet where you're not distracted can have so much power to it versus being able to do all the things, but then you're not doing the things. That's at least for me. Well, Kim, you you actually bring up something pretty special there because from what Linda said and now what you've added, you know, we're going to be more in a position to bail out. We're going to hit bail out mode. We're going to want to hit the eject button because, you know, you got your parachute on as an entrepreneur. We've always got our parachute on, hopefully. And from there, when we bail out and we're in, you know, I'm just picking a flight here because you know how much Kerry loves to fly. But if we're in a plane and we've got our parachute, it's it's pretty easy to hit the eject button and, and jump and bail out and pull the pull the cord for the parachute versus going through, you know, all those those hoops and things that we need to step through to learn a new platform that can be quite complicated and can be very overwhelming. So I think the, the other example I wanted to give on this, and Kim, you'll really like this example, is something that I looked at just a, a matter of years ago was a full CRM system for my business. I was tempted by this wonderful unicorn that came flying past my desk of a full CRM system to track all the ins and outs of every client. And now, having moved over from WordPress to Kajabi, I've actually got somewhat of a, a, a simplified version of a CRM within Kajabi and my website and my marketing tools all in the one place that's been very user-friendly and very easy to learn. So how do you like that one, Kim? Oh, I love that. I was just awkward clapping, Carrie, but I love that. I thought you would. I thought that might hit a note and and assist with your coffee consumption this morning because that's exactly how I feel. There are some same kind of equation. You know, for me, Kajabi is, and I know it's not in reality's sake, but Kajabi has, for me, become the spreadsheet version of door number number one, the simple, versus door number two of an accounting platform in the same mindset of a, of a huge CRM system. Because I think, to me, you know, and to a lot of people, accounting platforms can be as ugly and overwhelming as some of those, you know, CRM systems that are out there and available. I love it, Carrie. I love that analogy. I thought you would. So let's talk about, I think we're just going to keep intertwining this conversation between the simple and overwhelming. I don't know if this is something we can easily divide. With with one comes the other, you know, door one, door two, we're going to keep having those options. So Linda, was was there something else that you wanted to add to the conversation at this point? Um, let's just, yeah, swing towards the simple train for a second. And I know you have lots of tools already out there, but as far as breaking it down into fairly simple steps um, so that we can make it simpler, because I think a lot of the time the overwhelming is when it 
becomes a huge long list or something that's just way too big. As far as breaking it down, I know you have chatted to this before. However, <laughs> from your current place of momentum, <laughs> what are the little bitty steps that we can take to make it simple? Oh, I love it, Linda. Thank you. Thank you for reining me in and, and trying to stay focused on the simple because this is my favourite part. This really is, you know, how do we strip it down? How do we, let's forget the two doors for the moment. Let's forget, you know, the complicated methods. How do we keep it simple? And when we're talking about finances, if you need to record keep your finances, the first question you need to ask yourself, so you, you've already started looking at the finances. We've skipped the first part. We're, we're comfortable enough to know, yes, I've got numbers and I need to keep records. So how can I keep records simply is the question. Something that's coming up in, in the club, we are actually going to go through what's called a chart of accounts. Now, I do not like the terminology of that it sounds complicated it sounds overwhelming and it doesn't have to be because essentially a chart of accounts to track your finances what categories what categories do we need to know in our numbers and it can be as simple as depending on the business and the size of the business it might be these days if you're running an online business what are your subscriptions you know, what are you paying out in recurring expenses for your Zoom account, maybe a little bit of Canva, some social media apps, what do they look like? So you might want to put them into, so Zoom, for example, is for meetings. You might have um, social media expenses such as Canva, maybe a scheduling platform so they can go into your marketing or advertising. So do you see what I mean? Like we've got to break down those categories what do we want out of the information? What do we want to see? You might just say, you know what? I've got Zoom, I've got Canva, I've got Buffer, I've got Adobe. I just want to know what my subscriptions are. So that's your category, subscriptions. Simple as that. If you want to know the social media versus the business tools, the operating tools, you may have your subscriptions will con consist of social media and business tools. It could be that simple. We, we can make it as complicated as we want. We can certainly, you know, break it all down into the fine-tuned pieces depending on how much we want to get out of it. We're, we have the choice. We have the choice now to make it simple or make it a little bit more complicated to give us the right data. It depends on where we're at and what we want to know. And you know what? Sometimes we just need to stick to the basics when we start and then drill down later on. We can expand our chart of accounts or those categories of expenses. We can we can expand that later. We don't have to do it from the get-go. We can actually, you know, start super simple, couple of line items, know those numbers, data entry, those things on a spreadsheet or in a book with a pen and paper. And we can, you know, drill down further later as the business grows and we want to have more information. How does that sound, Linda? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> yep, love the clarity. <laughs> I'm just here just giving you a little poke and prod. 
along the way. <laughs> so. Love a good poke and prod, Linda. Thank you. I appreciate it, and and certainly giving Kim the opportunity to consume more coffee, strong coffee at this hour. And um, Kim, I am going to flip over to you and see if you wanted to add anything there. Well, I will tell you, I just checked the chat, which you should be proud of because I don't do very well at this. But we do have Pedro with us. And, and he asked, when should someone hire a bookkeeper to assist with tracking finances? And good morning, Pedro. Good morning, Pedro. Thank you for joining us, mate. You're up nice and early as well. What is it with these early birds? Woo. Linda, you and I are in trouble. We do not get up at this crazy... Well, sorry, we do sometimes. Linda, you do. I know you do. Pedro, that's a really good question. And to answer it simply, two options. When you feel you need the help, essentially, Perhaps it's part of your, um, it fits into your budget. And again, I don't want to, we're not going to the overwhelm here because bookkeepers are not expensive. Let me say that. They are, again, it's that myth that we have that we're going to outsource and, you know, I, I can't outsource anything because I can't afford it. So we need to really get our information on, on those costs before we make that decision. So if you're not doing your finances and you know you should be, you, you probably need help, you know, and I'm not saying you can't do it yourself. I'm all for everybody DIYing their finances. I want people to do that, but sometimes it just doesn't fit. Sometimes it just doesn't work, whether it's our life, our schedule, or our complete, you know, utter ugh when it comes to the finances. That's a real thing as well. So if you are noticing that your finances are behind and it's becoming detrimental to your business, it is a really good consideration to outsource it. Make some calls, find out some prices, connect with people that come recommended. I highly recommend that one. And, and look at that option. Uh, another thing is if you're getting busy in your business, if your business is, you know, starting to grow and needs that level of assistance, you know, we, we reach this point in the business, we can't do it alone forever in a growing business. So we may reach that point where we go, okay, and, and I've actually seen this happen, particularly this time of year. In November, people start to make plans for the new year, the whole New Year's resolution. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. However, I do believe in making plans for the new year. So you may be sitting in your business at this point in time going, okay, it's November, Christmas is coming pretty pretty bloody fast. So what am I going to do in 2023? And you might put it on your list to start outsourcing some tasks within your business to help you maintain them, help you stay on track, get organized, and even sometimes just help you continue to grow your business. So it's a really good time of year to start thinking about those those things and those things that we can do to help ourselves especially. So they're my biggest tips, Pedro, to think about outsourcing and getting a bookkeeper for the business numbers. You know, if you're avoiding them and it's becoming detrimental and, and just look at, you know, getting someone that someone knows, hopefully someone comes recommended that can help you and definitely, you know, look look to outsource when the time is right. I hope that helped. 
And Kim, by the way, thank you for che checking the chat. I have not pressed that button. It's making me really nervous because we saw what happened last week when you and I tried to press buttons and be in the room without our sweet Adam at the same time. Linda, you should have been here. It was a comedy. It was a comedy, mate. It was a comedy show. There wasn't, there wasn't, a, uh, well, there was a lot of talk about finances, but it was a comedy show at the same time. Let's just say I went on tour, Linda. <laughs> Accidentally went on tour. <laughs> Kim was completely overwhelmed and forgot the simple <laughs> at the same time. Oh, it was very simple, Linda. I was in wrong rooms. I kept hitting the wrong button and going in everybody's room but the right one. And I shouldn't even have left this room, but I was I was trying, Kiri. <laughs> I was too, Kim, and I, I didn't do a very good job either. We have been so spoilt by our amazing Adam. So, so spoilt. And Kim Kim went somewhere else. Kerry hopped in the chat, couldn't find her way back. I was trying to pin links. Yeah, forget it. Just just forget it. <laughs> don't even don't even try. Yeah. So another question your way for discussion. Yeah. <laughs> when we are in that overwhelming overwhelm mess, messy, messy, overwhelmed stage. Sometimes the simple can be so far away <laughs> and there's a lot of fear, I think, that comes alongside overwhelm as well, not just in finances, but in life itself. I have you as a wonderful, wonderful mentor and motivation in a lot of that. Do you have anyone that helps you as far as when you're feeling overwhelmed in your finances either in the past or currently or anyone that you really gain motivation from in order to make it simple and rein yourself in a little bit oh great question linda uh, this is this is a true true confession moment in itself and um my voice is like kicking my butt at the same time here because i've just been talking so much for so many days I there's two sources for me 100% for the finances two sources at least two if not three times a year sometimes a fourth I am on the phone with my accountant if something needs to change or something there's an update through our tax system or something like that I am on the phone to my accountant 100%. I lean on him so much because A, I'm very fortunate to have a good accountant and secondly, I speak, I, I guess I speak the same language. So that, that certainly helps that, you know, barrier that a lot of us face when it comes to finances. But I'll tell you where the best conversation comes from because that's all good for, you know, nerd out information and, and things that, you know, I, I'm happy to consume. But the best finance information, and when I say information, conversation and brainstorming and, you know, nutting out little problems or hiccups or hurdles, troubleshooting, all that kind of stuff, without fail, my husband is amazing. Like, we just have the the best in sync conversations and and we can we can map it out you know we we actually work so well together it's a true partnership where we can have those open conversations and sort through budget hiccups or cash flow hiccups um and and yeah i'm i'm really fortunate and i know this is 
uh, I feel guilty saying it. I actually feel guilty saying it that I do have such a great relationship with my husband to be able to do that with him, and likewise to have the accountant in my corner as well to to assist me with the, the more high end technical stuff. And yeah, I oh, it's great, it's great. But I feel so guilty. I really feel guilty even admitting that because I know a lot of people don't have that, but. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here, and that's why I want to help people because I know that people don't have that, and they can have that if they have the right people that they can spend some time with and hang out with. Because you know that old, we're the average of the five people. I'm such a believer in that. That it is true. It is actually true, and and I've I've bared witness to that with my movements over the last thirty plus years. Of who I interact with, and and it's made such a significant difference in my life that that's what I want for others. So I feel guilty, but at the same time, I'm here. I'm I'm putting my hand out, physically putting my hand out to reach people to help them if if they're stuck and and feeling overwhelmed. And you do so well. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. So well, and yeah, I'm. Um grateful and appreciative 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 <laughs> every day <laughs> yeah it's only and it's not even a midnight room oh gosh <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> oh linda i think it's been one of those weeks months years it's just rolling like it's all becoming such a blur like this week here in australia and linda i don't think you had it but we had it here in victoria we had Tuesday, oh, which was just yesterday. <laughs> See, I'm speaking of it like it was last week. We had yesterday as a public holiday, and I chose to to continue to work. Not not as hardcore as I normally would, but I chose to to do some client work as well as some of my own things because there's some there's some kind of bliss about a public holiday and actually working. You, the phone doesn't ring. The emails are much lighter. There's just this different vibe about it. It's almost like the cafe on a Saturday morning. It's just got a different vibe about it. So I actually enjoy, strangely, working on public holidays, but it's thrown me. It's thrown me on a spin because I actually had my Tuesday meetings today, which is Wednesday, because everything got bumped forward because I might be working, but nobody else is. So all of my meetings got pushed forward a day. So now I'm like, I was standing there before going, what day is it? I'm thinking it feels early in the week. I felt like today was a Monday again, strangely enough, after having having yesterday being so so much more low key. So I feel like I've had two Mondays this week and don't ask me tomorrow what day it is. I won't even know. <laughs> it's definitely not Monday, Carrie. <laughs> Kim, can I ask you the same question? Do you have people that you look to when you're feeling overwhelmed? or have felt overwhelmed with the finance components in the past? I do. And I have, I guess I have, because I'm high maintenance, I'll just say that. <laughs> I, I have multiple layers. I think that that's one of the things that I learned a long time ago is to, to layer up. <laughs> just like it's cold outside and you put layers of clothes on to keep warmer. I, I layer up in this department because like I'm responsible for a lot of people. I'm responsible for a lot of things. I'm responsible for um, 
what feels overwhelming, you know, to make sure everything is done and all of that stuff. So, and again, I like Carrie, my, my husband is a hot mess, but I, I need him a lot of times to rein me in with the overwhelm. And while he doesn't do like the finances like I do, he is there to support me as a human that will help me um our and i've said this before and i hate like saying it out loud but our longtime um accountant passed away and that was really hard because i didn't realize how hard we lean on somebody like that that's another thing that kept the overwhelm off is just knowing i had somebody to go to um, they didn't even have to do anything a lot of times. I just needed to ask a question. And if the question wasn't answered, it would become more and more overwhelming. So I think Carrie and her financial design ability, we'll call it, I think that's what makes the club so sexy to me that, that Carrie has is because it gives me that feeling of security and safety of, I really do have a question. I need to know, you know, this answer, or I need to say this out loud so somebody can help me unpack it and understand something. I think that's another layer. You know, even if someone doesn't do the actual financial part, having that go to, to me and having that layered up, I, I just think that makes all the difference. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so Carrie, I'm gonna carry on my question question train. <laughs> Please, yeah, absolutely. Uh, earlier in the conversation, um, and I apologize because I had children around me at the time and that sort of thing, but I believe the general drift general drift of it was how sometimes we make we actually are our our, we jeopardise our own <laughs> selves by making it feeling like we have to make it hard, or feeling like it. If it's simple, it's something's missing. So, when we overcome some of that mindset and put in the itty bitty pieces and get to a simple, streamlined stage, how can we stay there? instead of going back to perhaps our default of hard and overwhelm? Oh, Linda, you're bringing all the great questions. I love it. You know what? This this is, and it's, you know, common common terminology, we, we want to hit maintenance mode. We want to hit that mode in our finances where it's, it's like doing a load of washing or doing, you know, a load of dishes or mowing the lawn whatever that looks like where it's just it just has to be done and it's on the schedule and we're just ticking ticking along and it's small it's not huge it's not overwhelming therefore we're comfortable with it and we've hit our groove with it where we can actually have it on our calendar and we'd only tetris it out if we really had you know a significant kind of shift that it had to be bumped with the very clear understanding 
well, it's okay because I'm I'm at it on a consistent basis. I'm, you know, working my numbers consistently, whether that's your data entry on your spreadsheet or whether it's being across, you know, you're reconciling your bank account on your accounting platform or filling out your, your book, whatever that, that is for you, you're doing that on a regular basis. So it's not this big, overwhelming beast. However, we've all had the beast at some point. So I like to play a little game where somehow I've got a reminder of that. And this is for other pieces in my business, by the way, because as much as my numbers, it, I know it's not that common, but I think in, in the financial space, it, it's more common. Quite often a plumber has a leaky tap. Quite often a mechanic has a car that's, you know, overdue for service or, you know, needs brake pads changed or something. Strangely enough, from what I've seen in the financial industry, most of us are, are pretty across our numbers. But we still need a reminder. It does not hurt to have a reminder for something that may drop off our schedule, something that is at risk of dropping out of maintenance mode. So we need some kind of example for ourselves to to trigger almost that you know jolt to us that we know we can't push it away because we will go backwards it will become a beast again so for anyone out there that has hit maintenance mode on their finances for starters bloody well done like that is just i am i am cheering for you i think it's amazing i want to send you a gold medal because it's so fantastic it really is music to my ears and then we've got that opportunity to maintain that and stay there. And I'm not saying it doesn't, it still can happen. It, we can still, you know, fall off the finance wagon and end up in the, in the weeds again, as Kim would say. But we're probably in a better space that if that does happen because life, a big life thing has happened or there's been that huge significant change, we might've got sick. A family member may have gotten you know, unwell that we had to help and all those lifey adult things that can happen, we're in that comfortable position that we're going to be able to catch up better than we did at the beginning, better than we did back when it was a monster and a beast. So I hope that we've got that mental space in our mind where we, we recognise within ourselves, I can do this. We have to remember We've been there, we've done it, it was horrible, it was hard, and we did it. So we just need to take our mind back. If we slip again, you did it before, you can do it again. You did it before, you can do it again. You did it before, you can do it again. 100%. And I have faith in anyone that did it before that they can do it again, without question. To avoid getting to that spot in everyday business life, just keep scheduling it small small bite-sized pieces i love every piece of food in my house i have the mini version i don't eat regular human sized food because i like everything in small pieces everything's bite-sized you know mini m&ms of all things i eat mini m&ms i don't like the big ones and they're tiny but i prefer the mini m&ms everything to me needs to be small essentially what i'm saying is Keep that small, consistent schedule in your calendar to stay in maintenance mode. It's going to make a huge difference and you're going to feel fantastic. How's that, Linda? 
sounds like there's a real in mini M&Ms <laughs> somewhere on the a, a wheel, a, a, a wheel reel? A wheel reel. How's that? Oh, we will, we will. A wheel reel with the spinny yeah. wheel. Oh my god. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it. Thank you. Here, Mum died to know how you feel about mini things. Oh my goodness, I'm ridiculous, Carrie. I like many things too. I like many, M-I-N-I, and I like M-A-N-Y, many. <laughs> many minis? Exactly, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm ridiculous, guys. I, I, you just, you just have to ask my husband. He, you know, like he bought me these sausage rolls. We always end up talking about food. Linda, it's you. It's you every single time. The food. <laughs> but I, but I have to bring it up that he bought me. I, I love sausage rolls. Kim, do you guys have sausage rolls? We do. We have them. Oh. Um, go ahead, Carrie. No, no, you go. I'm excited. Sorry. Um, it's been 1,033 days since we've had like real sausage. I'm just going to say that. Mm -hmm. So, but yes, we have those here. Well, I am a sausage roll junkie from so many years gone by, like, you know, back in the day of the four and 20 sausage roll with the line of sauce across the top. Well, I don't know what happened, but those things aren't as good anymore. Like we buy them in the groceries from the freezer. They're not the same as what I remember getting on Smoko back in the day, you know, when we went on a, a morning tea break or headed down to the milk bar or whatever, they're just not not quite the same. So my husband found a, a brand called, I think it's, don't quote, oh no, quote me, I think it's Herbert Adams. And they're a gourmet sausage roll, but they're mini. They're these cute, tiny little sausage rolls that are two bite size. They're not, they're not one bite size. And they are to die for. In the air fryer are the best thing ever. And yeah, I'm just completely addicted. And yeah, I, I, don't even know what because I, I had them for dinner that's with some other salads and bits and pieces but oh man they were so good and they just yeah but again they're mini everything's mini i can't help it i just love i think when it's smaller it tastes better like it's like a concentrate type of thing in the small small package of this you know awesome piece of food has got this beautiful concentrated food being much smaller so that's why i talk about bite size for the finances because i believe in that wholeheartedly as well i think it is better in tiny bite-sized pieces just like the food so carrie let me ask you a question since you've brought this amazing part to the conversation would you be able to give an example of what would be a mini am i in what i would you be able to give an example of how we can have bite-sized pieces of our finances and where to get started? I would love to, Kim, and I'm going to be super conscientious to keep this short because we've got six minutes until we've got to get out of here. I forgot almost that we've got 50-minute room in, in this series. So, Kim, mini bite-sized digestible pieces of finance are really simple, really simple. Instead of loading your calendar up once a month with an hour or two hours 
or whatever's required in your business. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna push on this, and I'm now I'm gonna get pushback on this. I should say, do it weekly, do ten minutes, do fifteen minutes a week. If your finances take you know an hour a month, do fifteen minutes a week. If you are in the zone of doing an hour a month and it's working for you and you are consistent and everything's ticking along without fail, don't change a thing. But if you're struggling and it's not quite working, bring it back. Bring it back just a touch. Do it every second week for half an hour. If you are avoiding that one hour per month or you bump it or you push it away or you something else, some something else comes up that's more important, break it down. But the other thing is be really careful what day you do your finances. What day, what time and how much. That's the recipe. You need to come up with your own recipe that works for you because I do not want to do finances on a Friday night. I don't want to do finances on a, particularly on a Saturday or Sunday night. The weekend, I tend to do them Sunday morning to get them done because it's part of my schedule, it's part of my routine. I'm, I'm comfortable with that for my own business finances. But most people want their weekends off. So don't, don't schedule the finances for the weekend. But don't put it late at night. If you've had a big day in your business, don't put it late at night in your calendar because I guarantee you if, you, if you do happen to get it done, you're going to hate it. And that's not where your mind needs to be with the finances. And I don't expect everyone to love their finances, but if you're making it uncomfortable and you're making it where, crap, you know, it's Tuesday night, I've had a huge day, but I've got to do my finances, like the whole mindset shift turns you off. So put it somewhere on your calendar where, oh, I get to do my finances. Okay, well, if I do my finances and I spend the next 15 minutes on my finances, then I get to go and do this. Pain and reward. Because by doing the finances, you know you need to, it has to be done, turn it into a positive. Yes, it's a pain, but then you get a reward. So it's just a mindset shift, Kim, that that I really believe in for those that struggle. And I use that in other pieces of my business, not the finances, but the other pieces that I don't enjoy so much and it works like a treat. So Kim, we got three minutes left. How did I go? You did great, Carrie. And I cannot believe we have like done another room, I should say. I can't believe the time flies so quick. It does every single time. And it's because we hang out with really cool people. Let me say that. And Linda's been with us and, you know, that's what happens. That's what happens when cool people come together. You have fun. You talk about some hard things, but I think you enjoy it. Like, you just can't help. I gravitate to this stuff, you know. You know me. So, Linda, I would love some quick final thoughts from you, my friend, if you can. Sorry, just a little one trying to say goodnight. Oh, thank you so much, Kerry. I'm glad that I set the reminder in my calendar this week so that I could join you <laughs> on the earlier time slot. And yeah, love, 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 heading towards the simple. And thank you for helping me with my overwhelm. Love it. Thank you, Linda. Princess Kim, quick final thoughts, please. But I think you did amazing as usual, Carrie. I think you are always spot on with finances. And thank you for taking the overwhelm out 
and helping make things simple. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Kim and Linda. It has been another awesome conversation about the hard stuff, which I always enjoy because it doesn't have to be hard. We can make things hard in our mind and we can certainly, you know, not back ourselves to be able to understand some of these things and I'm here to help. That's just the final final thing that I wanted to say. So if anyone catching this replay needs some assistance, just just send me a message. Just reach out. We can have a conversation. We can make those finances simple. It does not have to be overwhelming. And I just enjoy every piece of finances way too much, clearly, way too much. But thank you, Kim and Linda, for being in this conversation. I appreciate you guys. And with that, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us in the virtual cafe. You can follow the show to be notified of future episodes. And if you're enjoying this podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating or personal review. Until next time, happy biz beans to you. No beans were harmed during the production of this podcast. Information contained in this podcast should be taken as general advice only and your personal circumstances have not been taken into account. It is recommended that you seek financial advice from a professional who is licensed to do so. If you choose to act upon the general advice shared, you do so at your own risk.